Welcome back to the OT podcast. This is our third episode. Um, my name is Marion, and I will be, I guess, the moderator for today. You know, we like to switch things up, keep things democratic. So uh, we'll go around and introduce ourselves. My name is Marion. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Mary underscore Noor. Yep, my name is Layla, and you can find me at Elwars. My name is Nima, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Nima with two A's at the end. My name is Farah, and you can find me in person. <laughs> we'll get her a P.O. box, guys. We got you. So it is officially September, and with that, it's the end of summer, which, you know, some are mourning, but me, you know, I love fall. It's when hijabi fashion thrives at its full extent. So with that, people are going back to school. So we thought... Not all of us are going back to school here. So we thought we're going to do our best to give you guys, I guess, our educational experiences. And maybe you guys can learn something from this or you can use this to uh, tone out or, uh, you know, listen to this instead of your professor. So um, there is different streams of education. You have university, colleges, apprenticeships. And we just wanted to shine a light on education and the different ways that you can get to success. So we're just going to go around and everyone is going to say, I guess, their, I guess their education and the factors that played into where they decided to go. So I guess I'll start off. Um, I went to university and uh, I guess I decided to go into that because I feel like not often we know every educational stream that's offered to us. Quite often, it's like we're kind of, it's an assumption about where we're supposed to go. Uh, I went to school and I ended up studying development. So that's what I ended up doing. Oh, for me, um, I initially applied to university after high school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. Like, at first, I just wanted to work in a lab. I wanted to, I was in biochem, but then halfway through when I was in undergrad, that's when I applied to another university to do a professional program. And it's just kind of like, it kind of changed, like my experiences to shape what I wanted to do. And then that changed my course. It's Nima. Um, I initially went to university first, um, studying international development and globalization. I had the mindset to go and help developing third world countries until I ran into economics. And I uh, quickly dropped out and um, I took half a semester off and I went into Algonquin for travel, which is my passion. So, yeah. So this is Farah. Okay, so I'm going to be honest here. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I kind of still am a little, you know, confused, (laughs) but I know where I'm going. But like after high school, like uh, I talked to my guidance counselor, we spoke about everything and what I liked and it went more towards um, like helping children and stuff. So then I went into early child education in Algonquin. And after the two years, I decided to continue my education. And I went to um, Carleton University and I studied psychology. I wanted to keep like um, my options open. So later on in life, I wanted to go back and do teacher's college. I could. Um, so, yeah, I finished that. And now I'm just, you know, just being myself (laughs) yeah so would you guys say I feel like quite often within the not just 
in the everyday, I feel like within immigrant households, there's this preconceived notion that one stream of education is better than another, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. So did you guys feel like almost growing up or when you were going into post-secondary education that those kind of played into your experiences? For sure, yeah. For me, my older sisters both went to university. So it was kind of like, my parents were just kind of like, why wouldn't you apply to kind of thing? And Nima, how did you find it to be? Well, my mom was obviously happy that I went to university first, um, but she was still supportive that I went to Algonquin College for travel. Uh, she just said, if if it's something that you like to do, do it. You know, it's it's. It, I think it's worse going into a program not liking it than dropping out too late and then changing. But then it's never too late for education, right? So that's true. Yeah. Farah, how did you find it? So with that, like, I guess, like, you, as you guys both kind of said that we tend to value some educations over another and there are different means of success right so it's not always a linear track and speaking from my own experiences I think I'd say it's like quite similar to Layla and like Nima like yours like uh all of my cousins went to university so it wasn't like you almost you almost didn't have a choice it was kind of something that wasn't it was expected of you and quite often it was kind of like to have the conversation and say, I want to go to, cause like, you know, some of my cousins, like now they do go to college and they did, it was like, uh, it was kind of funny because I feel like once they sat down and they explained to their parents and said, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want. And this is an active method in for me to achieve that. Their parents were like, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like to them, it's like, if you, they would rather you I feel like quite often they would rather you be in school and almost not know what you're doing than not go to school because they feel like you're never going to get back up. Yeah. So, but do you find like you would say that that's something you see a lot in our community? Mm-hmm, yeah, I agree with that. But um, I feel like um, Somali household, they like respect the university edu- education more, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, it's like more known, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so my parents like thought, why are you not in university? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing in Algonquin? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what are you doing in college? And I'm like, fam, like, it's literally better for me because I learn, like, Practice I learn hand- with hands on, like, mm-hmm. stuff, right? So uh, university is like more theory, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you're guaranteed a job with Algonquin or college more to be honest um than university but then that's my that's my opinion right other people have different opinions but um it's because with university it's like you could get co-op but your education has to be up there right yeah but then Algonquin it's like or college in general um you can't graduate it's actually in your program right so it's like for example for mine it was actually in it so like uh literally out of the semester half of it i was on the field on placement Mm -hmm. the other half i was inside doing the work whatever so you're always doing hands-on stuff so that's what i really liked about it and then i ended up explaining to my parents and they understood and everything went smoothly and i actually ended up going to university so best of both worlds right Yeah. yeah so i feel like it's as long as we start talking about it and knowing that Not everyone is going to go in the same educational field, especially if we want our community to thrive. Mm -hmm. It's important that we go in different career fields. You know what I mean? And statistics do show that nowadays colleges, you will more likely get a job with a lot of these programs and a lot of these internships and placements than universities because it's hard to uh, 
universities, I feel like, like Layla, you might have noticed this in your university and Farah and you guys might have noticed this, but uh, it's harder. You don't have as much, uh, they don't work as hard to help you get a job than anything else. Like unless you have like an 8.0 and above, you're not likely to get a co-op placement unless you're doing like XWeb, which mm -hmm. like in Ontario, in Canada, like they can connect you with government jobs, but that's luck, right? Yeah. So did you guys find that, did you find that your university or college mm -hmm. took an active method to help you guys find jobs? I do because after I graduated university, my professor, uh, my travel agent professor put us all on a ma mailing list and she has connections all over Ottawa who are hiring mm -hmm. and she sent an email saying oh this place this agency's hiring uh why don't you throw your resume in it's a good way to put your foot in the door and then you can progress through the the company mm -hmm. so she sent me a position it was for a receptionist position i put my foot through the door and then i progressed through you know like i feel like for me i'm pro college because i did both university and college but college helped me in my career field mm -hmm. it helped it helped paved the way for me to be in my field right now so i really appreciate that that gesture that they didn't have to do that like the professors don't have to do that it's like oh you're done college you're on your own but they care about you and they want you to succeed mm -hmm. you know so it also I, varies right because it depends on different like professors yeah, right because yeah. even university i had some professors that really cared a lot too right <laughs> um but i feel like i found it more like majority were in college, college yeah. but yeah, it happens in uh, university as well. Yeah. 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 From my experience, cause I was in, like I was in a small faculty in U of T and when we graduate, like they basically have a mailing list of people sending like pharmacy positions and stuff and they send it to us all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of different, I guess, cause it's not typically like from a lot of undergrads and things like that where you have professors that also work in the field that you get to go on placement with and they can recommend you for positions and things like that. So I feel like it does depend on where you are. But when I was doing my prereqs in New Ottawa, like in undergrad, just in biochem, there was nobody telling us how to get a job. It was just about coursework, handing your assignments. Don't, they don't care if you're late. They don't care if you have whatever going on. Get a doctor's note to get deferred or something like that. But I feel like it's also on the Somali community for us to learn how to, I guess, network because mm -hmm. a lot of times, like a lot of people around us, like I guess non-Muslims or Adans, they know how to go to their profs and get what they want. And for us, a lot of times we just kind of like throw in the towel, I noticed, like instead of say going to your professor, asking for help, making a connection, emailing, even if you feel like you're annoying, just keep going because mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, they'll remember you and they'll help you out. For me, for example, like there was this organic chem class I was taking before and I was like completely going to fail until I kept going to the prof's office hours for the last two weeks before the exam. And he basically told me, if you do well on your exam, I'm going to cancel all your midterms and just give your final exam mark your total grade plus your labs. And I ended up doing really well. And he actually gave me some question, like practice questions that were repeated on the exam. So it's kind of, I feel up to us to make our university or school or college experience our own because mm -hmm. you can't expect people to hand things out to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and if you don't actively look for the resources that are available, then no one's going to take advantage of them, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like quite often when we hear about bursaries or scholarships, you'll usually hear about it from another person mm -hmm. and you won't have actively looked for the information yourself unless you're a proactive person, right? Yeah. So I feel like 
especially it's kind of, uh, I feel like quite often we typically stay at home. It's expected like, you know, if you guys even looked at like our school, even graduating high school, if you looked at like public schools, most of the kids at 18, 19, they moved out of their family homes, you know, but maybe it's just within immigrant households, it's expected that you kind of stay. And if you do leave the home, you're kind of an outlier. So I feel like that segues into our next topic, especially with the pros and cons of moving out and moving away from school. So I'm like, I personally, I stayed at, I stayed home, you know, I stayed within, no, I stayed home, you know, imagine University of Phoenix. Um, <laughs> you know, I stayed in Ottawa for school. Uh, and if you guys wouldn't mind sharing, if you guys did stay home or stay in Ottawa or not for school. Uh, I stayed in Ottawa for school, but I do understand why people do go out of town. Uh, some people um, have better opportunities out there and they can focus better not being here, not getting distracted. That's what I think. And I stayed in OT. <laughs> Love my city. Yeah. What are the benefits of staying at home for university or college? You don't have to pay rent. There's no other random expenses that you got to pay. You just have to worry about going to class. Yeah. And getting your education, pretty much. That's it. You don't have to worry about Anta being cooked at home. Yeah. Um, transportation. I usually always got dropped off at school. Dropped off for the bus streets. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It um, was just, it was less of a shake-up to your life, right? Yeah. So quite often, your friends might have gone to the same school as you. You already had a group of friends when you were there. Mm-hmm. Things along those lines. There's definitely pros and cons of everything. Thing, but I feel like the biggest pro with staying home is you are saving money, right? Yeah. But what would you say are some of the cons of staying home? Other than like maybe if you feeling like you, another program out there is better for you, would you say that there are other cons with staying in Ottawa? Yeah. Like? Uh, being independent. Like I don't see myself living by myself. Like what Layla, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't see myself honestly like yeah. – you know, just by myself in a random city. And um, I don't have my mom to call and be like, Hoyo, make this for me at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, um, can you pick me up? I'm really tired today. I don't want to bus home. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm a bit babied. But um, I could, if I'm put in that circumstance, I can, I guess, mm-hmm. see what's going on. But I feel like we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now Nima's married. So, mm-hmm. like, she knows independent life. It's yeah. sort of independent. Sort of independent. <laughs> so, <laughs> only person who is at this table that did live alone for quite a while was is you Layla could you speak on like that experience of how it was going from living at home to moving yeah so I guess so I guess starting from the beginning like convincing our parents to move Mm -hmm. is like its own ordeal (laughs) so for me I basically I decided to apply to pharmacy school when I was in U of T so when I was in Ottawa U and I applied to U of T and the thing is though I told I I you kind of have to baby step your parents into it. Mm-hmm. So I like planted seeds in like September, <laughs> the year before I moved. So I was telling them I'm applying to this school. I have to do this exam. Like let just let you know. And my parents were like yeah 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 you know like that's fine. Then um February like February came and I did the entrance exam and I'm like just let you know guys I did the entrance exam. They're like okay. Then April came I'm like I- I'm going to Toronto for an interview and they're like all right. And in June I'm like I got accepted. <laughs> And mom's like, so you're trying to leave? <laughs> <laughs> my dad was really happy, but because he can see like the further the further end goal. But my mom was just saw like, oh, so y'all trying to you're trying to leave? You're trying to wild out? You're trying to just chill on your own and lift out your hoya? Mm-hmm. 
basically all the negative stereotypes that comes with like a Somali girl trying to move out. Mm -hmm. But I basically convinced my mom, like, I don't have this program here in Ottawa. It's only available in Toronto or Kitchener. I only applied to Toronto and I have family and cousins there, but they lived so far from downtown that it was just easier for me to live downtown. And I brought my mom actually to Toronto to meet my roommates and see the house. So she was not imagining the worst case scenario where she saw it was legit a regular ass room, a regular bed, Mm -hmm. roommates, a kitchen. So I guess convincing your parents is the first hardest step. But in terms of living on your own, I feel like it's a bombshell at first. So you kind of have to become independent. You have to learn how to grocery shop, how to cook properly. Um, how to time manage. I didn't really have to worry too much about financial costs initially because I used to work in the summers and like save up my rent and I found a really cheap place because I live with roommates. But I would say the benefits, those were the cons, but the benefits would be actually, yeah, you do have more time to study. You have a quiet place at home, no siblings running around. You live close to campus. You have more access to being there more often and you see other people there that live with you as well. So yeah, I feel like it's a good experience. It broadens your horizons and it really does make you grow up more faster. Yeah, so like I feel like not everyone has the same experience, right? Because guys, you should know Layla's been responsible since we were children. Mashallah. Allah Mubarak, may Allah protect her. Uh, so I feel as though definitely you were very responsible moving away. And But did you find that it was hard doing a lot? Like, was it harder to make friends in a new city? Yeah, because <laughs> you don't know anybody. So I just knew my cousins at first. But the way I basically made friends was going to one of the MSA Frosh events. So I went to an MSA Frosh events where they kind of introduced new Muslim students on campus. And that's how I was introduced to more Muslim people and friends on campus. But then eventually in school and classes in group projects, I started making friends with the people in my program. And I kind of fell off from the MSA things. <laughs> <laughs> Which that takes us to our next topic. So university culture is a really big thing, right? There's an association or a club for every single aspect of your life. There's even like a Marxist organization in Ottawa U. So with that, uh, I feel like the two biggest associations that Somalis or Muslims tend to join are MSA, so Muslim Student Associations, or SSAs, which is Somali Student Association. So before you guys joined post-secondary education, what was kind of your, what were your thoughts on them before you joined? Nima, if you want to start. I, I never thought of anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't. No, but like when you came into university mm-hmm. and I guess your first experience or even like hearing about it. I feel like it's fun. I, I feel like it was more for Adams, to be honest. Yeah. All I literally saw was just like short Adam girls <laughs> and Arab guys in it. I, ne- I never seen like Somali girls, to be honest. Yeah. I never knew there was a Somali Student Association until right now. Okay. Um, I honestly wasn't in any clubs in university or college. Um, but that's only speaking for myself. But honestly, like thinking about it from now, like, I, I wouldn't have mind if to be in one, you know what I mean? Um, because they did Islamic awareness and they did a couple fundraisers and it was like really good. Like you're learning about, y- you know what I mean? Islam and all that. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Educating um, people. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I honestly was just too into my school and then my friends, I didn't yeah. really have extracurricular, you know what I mean? Club stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like 
How about you? Leila? And Leila, especially like you mentioned when you went to U of T, you went to some MSA events. Do you think like it's a really great way for people who are moving away from home to meet people or make friends? And what were like your experiences at those events? I think MSA is good for people who don't have a good, a close knit group of friends already going into university and who say like went to public school and they're the only friend circle that's going to university mm -hmm. to meet other Muslim people or people who move to Ottawa or Toronto or wherever and they're meeting new people. I think that's what it's good for. I think it's also good for, I guess, promoting awareness for Muslims on campus. So like people who are like non-Muslims who see us for the first time from out of their hometowns or whatever do not have like the stereotypical image of Muslims. But I feel like going into university, I just heard MSAs where everyone gets married to each other and things like that. So I never joined it, yeah. but I did find their <laughs> events helpful. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, this is money. I'm like, I feel like I'll, I'll speak on as someone who was in the MSA. So I was in my MSA from third year on. So I, I like I had the same experience as Layla, right? And but how she explained it, like I never saw myself represented in the MSA. I didn't see a lot of black Muslims, you know? So with that, I didn't join in my first and second year, but it just seemed like I'd always walk by during Islam Awareness Week. And Islam Awareness Week is one of the biggest events at the university, mm -hmm. right? They take over the UCU for five days straight. They take months to prepare. So in my third year, I joined, like, I guess Islam Awareness Week. And I'm not gonna lie, like, I, I really loved it. Like, I was, I looked forward to it the most out of the entire year uh starting in like i think december you start prepping for it have prep every single every single saturday you go to school and like people would trek in winter right and ottawa winters aren't something to joke about you know so you'd go you'd or you'd get assigned to a group different tables so they'd have different tables like prophet Salem's table or they would have like a women's table or family and you know you basically have like a family you guys would literally become family members with these people on your table and you guys would meet every single day or every other day and you'd make do research and I ended up loving that MSA it was something it was such an amazing experience to be surrounded by so many Muslims mm -hmm. and then in my fourth year I became an exec in the MSA so I was head of sister social in the MSA and we were basically responsible for all girl events uh that would happen and I had an incredible team, alhamdulillah. But the thing that I think I liked the most about the MSA was like, no matter where you walked on school, like you would always find a diverse group of girls that were just always there for you. Like if you forgot your wallet at home, they would fight to pay for your lunch. Even if you did have your wallet, they would fight to pay for lunch, you know? So Someone on the sixth floor, because everyone everyone from MSA would study on the sixth floor. Literally, you could have a jama'a on that floor. Someone would grab you and be like, okay, um, we're going to go and uh, pray right now. This person will... Well, they'll watch your laptops and they'll stack like six or seven laptops and everyone was just like it was so amazing that everyone was so happy and everyone was so supportive and you would go to the masala and you'll find someone to grab have lunch with you'll find someone who's in your class and especially a lot of the msa people all studied sciences so they would always have someone who was in their classes and it was just it's really amazing because i'm still friends with like these girls to this day so i think that's what i loved about the msa was it a, a meet marriage situation? Okay, listen. Loki. Listen, okay, there's this preconceived notion that MSAs are just places to get married. Do I know people who have gotten married to each other from the MSA? Yes. But I'd like to point this out. 
where in between the ages of 18 to 23 can you find other Muslims in in your everyday life? Because where are you between the ages of 18 to 23 almost every day, like 90% of your week? You're at school. So if you happen to meet someone, most chances are, if you're constantly surrounded by these people, you're going to find someone yeah. who's your potential yeah. partner. But I don't think it's just a means to get married. Yeah, I don't have like a negative impression of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know either. a lot of people did. They yeah. were like saying, oh, why would you join it? Like, you're yeah. just trying to get married. You're thirsty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just ignorant. Yeah, just because I enjoyed it it wasn't because of those reasons yeah i feel like as i feel like no for sure i feel like you guys didn't have a negative opinion a lot of people a lot of people do still do you know what i mean yeah but like even with like university you know you end up spending a lot of your time there that means you end up spending a lot of money there because cat food ain't cheap Mm -hmm. cookies um the pizza (laughs) wasn't that uh jeez bro up slice five dollars when you could walk six minutes that way and get an entire box of pizza for six dollars um it's just convenience right yeah we don't want to walk outside because 90 percent of our year is winter here so did you guys work in university did you have jobs i didn't i can't multitask like that to be honest with you i can't i gotta do one or the other i personally cannot do it because i know my grades would suffer yeah so did you work through university or when you were in college yes i did and would you say that your grades did suffer at all? Um, <laughs> like when you were younger, would you say that? Like when you were just beginning your educational experience, would you say your grades suffered? No, not that much, honestly. No, they didn't. When you're working versus not working. When I'm not working, they're way better. When I'm working, of course, yeah. So they suffered a little bit, you would say? Yeah, just a tad bit. But what much. would you say is the best would you say that there were some, like, besides obviously having money, would you say that there were pros to working while being in school? Like, some of your skills improved? Yeah, because of the job I was doing, yeah. So I learned to speak to people better <laughs> and um, try to persuade them to do things. Um, I was, like, <laughs> okay, I was, um, uh, what do you call it? I worked at a printing search, so, like, you, yeah. like, try and get people to do surveys on the phone. Yeah. So, like, I try to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, life goals, life skill sets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I was learning that at work. Um, I usually went after, like, school, so it was a 4 to 11 shift. It wasn't yeah. bad at all, right? So, I still had time to do my essays or whatever at yeah. night time because I had a class at, like, what? nine the next morning was fine yeah and would you say like your time management skills improved a lot yeah they 100 million percent yeah 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 now you know now i know more like um time management like you know what i mean skills yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i'm babbling so it was yeah it was kind of like a sink or swim situation pretty much i feel like if you work during um school Mm -hmm. you you have like more time to do other things because you're you're a really good time management right Mm -hmm. but then a person that didn't go to um didn't go to work i feel like pretty much like Mm -hmm. they don't really no okay fine (laughs) me was looking at me like excuse me i didn't work (laughs) no like i know you didn't work work, but like um i feel like okay how was it for you it was fine like i i think it was fine i focused more on school but i want to say the first year and a half out but you you use your osap money though right i use yeah i use my osap money but then i took a semester off to pay it off like to pay off okay see that's different so yeah so i needed to take school off 
to work and then in order to pay for my school in Algonquin but for semester. You, yes, you guys are different. You're responsible in that yeah. aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people mm-hmm. will just uh, blow their OSAP. But we'll get to OSAP. You know, yeah. that's that's an interesting set. But oh, Lila, did you work while you were in school? For me, the first year of school, I had a part-time job for a month. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I worked part-time for like September and January Mm -hmm. but then after that I didn't work because like I just felt like my schedule was so heavy I Mm -hmm. couldn't put in the time to work and do school because for me personally just I felt like my grades were suffering and I just thought like my own thing is if my grades are suffering it's not worth paying the money same Mm -hmm. and as well like because you studied a science like a core science you don't just have classes right yeah yeah no I would have like when I was in UT, I would legit be school in school from nine to five. So I'd have class from nine to twelve, a break, then more class from two to five, and it'd be classes and labs and yeah. tutorials. And labs can sometimes be three to six hours. Yeah. So basically, it depends. Um, I worked all summer. Yeah. Every summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So every single summer, I was always working like full time to in order to pay off um for my rents and other expenses to save for the year so i just yeah. stack up stack up the whole summer mm-hmm. and then i just study during school yeah. but then while i was in school i was on my time off i joined like clubs like basketball and like other things like that mm-hmm. so it wasn't that i wasn't just doing i was just chilling in my time yeah off. so mm-hmm. you were taking proactive methods to benefit other aspects of your life yeah exactly so for me because <laughs> i want to laugh Sorry. i didn't get my i didn't get my first job till i was like almost 19 like i just never really? ne- never Wow. Literally till I was 19, never had a job a day in my life. That's not too bad. I was 16. Yeah, but you know what makes me laugh? I was 15. When I hear, like, my guy grocery store. When I hear guys, they'll be like, I got my first job when I was 10 years old. And I'll be like, what were you at at all? I only know summer camp counselor at least no, 13 years old. No, they used to old. do things like uh, like penny saver. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Day my day. brother did it when he was really young, too. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, the newspaper thing? No, I yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got I my first job at 19, things. and it was just like a normal like retail job. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't – I think I worked there for like a month. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. And then I didn't work again until I was maybe in like third year. Okay. I started my life sentence at Sephora. Um, so I have literally been working at Sephora ongoing three years in October, guys. Mm -hmm. So, uh, then, and then at the same time, I got my first job with, like, the government. So with that, I started there, and then I couldn't give up my Sephora discount. (laughs) So I ended up staying, I ended up staying at Sephora. But, so I was in school, and I was working two jobs. But it was, the funny thing is, it was more like, it was more like I just didn't know how to quit one of them. I didn't know how to quit at Sephora. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up. And definitely, I do agree that your grades do suffer. So it is great that you are making money. And it's really fantastic. It's really fantastic that you do make money. Mm-hmm. And you are able to, uh, I guess, pay off a lot of expenses and a lot yeah. of debt. But it's not always a good thing, right? So people always celebrate in our culture that you're like grinding, you're killing yourself. But that's not good because if you're not taking care of your mental health and if your priorities are skewed, then that's not a good thing. Yeah. But when it comes to money, right, university is expensive. We're lucky in Ontario that it's not as expensive as it is in other places, but it still is expensive and people do rack up student debt. So I feel like one of the things that we never we're not always taught is fiscal responsibility, yeah. especially with OSAP, because you would apply to OSAP and that check <laughs> would drop 
The most money you've seen in your life. And you finna go to Aritzia? Mm-hmm. And, and buy you, a TNA jacket? Oh, the $400 <laughs> TNA jacket? Michael Kors bag. Uh, you would <laughs> go to Urban Outfitters, normal. You would, and, okay, this no. is really embarrassing, but Ottawa only got a Forever 21 in, like, 2011, 2012. And everyone so, lined up. Oh, you... Girl, I think it, I did line up. I think it, it started when we first went to Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, we lined up. We I thought it was so cute that I was gonna have clothes from Forever Twenty One. Um, now we don't even cultural appropriators. <laughs> but um, so do you guys feel like you you didn't? How did you learn to be responsible with your OSAP? Would you say that you ever learned to be responsible with it, or just your bursaries, your scholarships in general? Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of bursaries and stuff like that when I first, uh, unless like the bursary I came to Ottawa U with, you know, but that that quickly went to to the drain immediately, you know. But um, I just feel like I wasn't, I was I was kind of careless when I went to university. I was very careless, and I I would I would just go to the lunch, you know, yeah. the cafeteria and yeah. just eat and just. <laughs> Skip classes. I feel like we would all have lunch two to three times a day. Yeah. For real. I would life. see every like I'm not I don't I don't I don't want to name names, but I would see people like multiple times during in the, the calf. day. In the calf. In the calf. <laughs> you wanna see her go to the calf. Go to the calf, exactly. Yeah. Some people don't move from their seat for like six hours though. <laughs> You're like, did you go to class though? Oh no. Class is <laughs> optional. <laughs> no, but it's funny because it's true. Like some people you would see them there when the lunch crew was cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you wanted, you were literally like, where are my friends? No one is answering their phones. Let me go to the cap. You will Everybody. literally. You'll see there. My yeah. friend, you will see a table of 18 mats. Yeah. They've taken the tables and put them together. Exactly. To hang out at I the I went cap. to Algonk when I would come to out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and see y'all still there. <laughs> oh it was funny. But anyways, back to the OSAP topic. Um, I feel like I learned um, how to be responsible from my from my first, like, mess up right Mm -hmm. so the first semester blew that shit (laughs) second semester nope i'm not touching that Mm -hmm. i'm not buying a new laptop Mm -hmm. i don't need it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you learn from your mistakes right so i guess that's what made me better for me yeah i learned to be responsible from my older sister's mess ups so they went they were the first ones to go to university and they like went into crazy debt when school was dirt cheap compared to us Mm-hmm. And they were telling me like all the time, look at us, OSAP's on our back, garnishing our wages, don't do this. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I had like a bad stigma of OSAP when I first got it that even when I first applied to it, I didn't use it because I didn't need it when I was in Ottawa U. So I like kept that money for when I was moving to Toronto. So it's like you it just stayed in another account. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I learned from their mistakes. So mm-hmm. I kind of wasn't blowing stuff except mm-hmm. like a laptop i needed it mm-hmm. on things i needed like i basically said to myself i'm not gonna spend anything on anything i don't need mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. we say it once again guys leila's been responsible <laughs> since she came out of the womb mm-hmm. um uh yeah definitely learn from yeah. my older cousins and their mistakes not gonna lie blew the bag like <laughs> cumigos like i just I was just out here, you know what I mean? Like, did I need a $50 TNA case for my iPhone 4? No, I did I not. I think that's really no. extra. I saw your MacBook and I was rocking an HP. Um, but I'm like, still rocking an HP. But can we just point something out? Uh, my MacBook has been alive and thriving, alhamdulillah, for six years. She is, she is a rider. How many times have you had to take her to a repair store? None. I have Do you not- need to attach her to a charger at all times? 
Yeah, my mom exactly. has to know. <laughs> exactly. It's my mom's now. Exactly. So, uh, you know what, a MacBook was a necessity. But um, I definitely, yeah, I feel like you have to learn. And I feel like we don't teach fiscal responsibility in our culture. And yeah. it's really dangerous. Uh, I feel like it's very necessary that it should be learned in high schools and things like that. But OSAP, the biggest recommendation I can do with OSAP is pay school and put the money to the side. Yep. Do not touch it. OSAP will come for your existence when you finish school. Yeah. Um, it'll come. It won't stop coming. Yep. It'll just, you know. T minus four months. I'm just saying. No. Six months. Factual. Six factual. Months. Uh, guys, I work in the same building as the student loans. So sometimes my coworkers will literally be like, I work for student loan services. And I'll be like, oh my God, they're going to come for me. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, my biggest fear is one day they're just going to search me in the database and be like, student loans, we're coming for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not spending that money at Starbucks. I feel like especially if you don't know where you're going to do in first year and you take OSAP and you waste it, it's like the biggest mm -hmm. waste. Yeah, biggest. Like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with taking a year off if you don't know where you're going to do. Because exactly. there's so sure. much money you're going to... Sure waste as long as you're taking time off and you are working and you are researching and taking proactive methods to figure out what you want to do that's what's important but there's nothing wrong with it but farah nima would you guys say is your biggest words of wisdom for people going back to school mm -hmm. or just with things in general my advice for people going to like from high school yeah. to university or college um i would think think it through you know some people i told you like some people they they have to go through four years in order to find what they really want mm -hmm. right so for me i wish i took a year off instead of going to ottawa U. I wish i took a year off just traveled or worked and then figured out what i wanted to do because after ottawa U, I traveled to like denver and then i figured i'm like oh i love traveling i like looking on like you know tickets for people you know so i, I want to know if there's course on that so I did my research, found Algonquin had a program, right? It's about taking the step of making research, right? Traveling, I think traveling clears minds. If you can afford it, traveling clears your mind. Um, but uh, I, I think taking a year off would, I'm not I'm not encouraging you guys to take a year off. I swear to God, don't, don't come for me. But I, I think that's what I would do differently. I would take a year off instead of blowing my OSAP money for a semester. So... Yeah. But usually, okay, about the year off thing. Um, or a semester off. Okay, so I, I took a semester off, yeah. right? And it worked best for me, but then yeah. I didn't want to go back. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, mm, really, should I just take another semester? Mm -hmm. You're sleeping every day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like this life. I don't mm -hmm. really want that life right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it could be different on other people. So it depends yeah. on your personality. Honestly, if you feel like you're going to get out of school mm -hmm. um, and you're not going to go back, stay in school, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And if you feel like you're respons responsible enough to go back mm -hmm. when you're making a lot of money and you can uh, decide to like, oh, my God, I want my future to be better for myself. Yeah. You do that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I also feel like when you're in university, make sure you're yourself 24-7. Don't ever try to be other people. And pretty much um, don't ever try to, like, conform to society, right? So let's just say all your whole group of friends were... Um, don't wear hijab this is an example so they all don't wear hijab but you do but then you go oh maybe my outfit could be cuter if i didn't or did it you know what i mean like be yourself you know what i mean if you feel like you're you're not you know what i mean like you don't feel like genuine or whatever with your friends and you don't feel cute or whatever go find a friend that looks just like you like you know what i mean that wears the same hijab as you has the same interests as you if that makes you feel better 
And also with the OSAP thing, please get a saving account and put that in there, please. Whatever you didn't use. Exactly. Whatever you didn't use, put it away. Use it honestly for like things that are necessary for you to use it on. Um, don't go out with your friends and blow that. Um, but yeah, good luck. <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest thing that we can say. Good luck and inshallah khair. May Allah make it easy on you. Uh, and may he allow for somehow they all of us to forget our student loan information so yeah. we can be cleared of that. <laughs> but uh, what are so your words of advice? My biggest words of advice? Yo, <laughs> I feel like but I dropped some fire on us. Yeah. But um, honestly, it's true. Like, get it. Don't. Do not. If you do get a credit card, read the interest <laughs> rates. Read the interest rates and know about cash advances and how it will increase your interest rates. Understand ev everywhere does take credit. Um, if it doesn't take credit, you shouldn't be there. So um, that's my biggest words. Uh, use, credit score. spend what you can, literally spend what you can afford. That is my biggest tip. That's because really if you can't Stay afford that $10, don't spend that $10. If you could swipe $10 on your checkers account, then I can say spend it on your visa. But understand, minimum payments are important. Monthly payments are important because when you're 24 or 25 and you decide to move away, uh, understand apartments will look at your credit scores and it does take a while for that stuff to recuperate. Um, as well, if you do need a line of credit for a lot of schools, they're going to look at your credit score. That's my biggest recommendation. Go to every class. Go to every class. Go to every class. Yes. We're going to say it one more time all together. Go to, go go to, to every class. class. <laughs> because. Don't skip your 8 a.m.s. Do no. Not. Do not. Or don't because schedule 8 a.m.s. Even if you have friends in that class. They're not go. as good as you. Because I'll tell you something. I if love you go to every single class and you may not study for that class, you're more likely to pass it mm -hmm. because you will retain information exactly. instead of you saying, I'm going to look through three chapters. Just by you sitting in that yeah. class listening, you will retain information. Let me tell you guys, how many times have I never been to a calculus class? And let me tell you something, they don't put up the information for the math courses on, on online. <laughs> so you're going to be struggling trying to figure out your calculus uh, two hours before. And by the grace of God, Ilahi sometimes might allow you to pass the course. So go to class. Um, oh yeah, you can also go to Rate My Prof, right? Facts. Oh, go to Rate My Prof, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, that helped me a lot. Exactly. Oh God, yes. Uh, that's my biggest thing. Take advantage of the tutoring services at universities because a lot of universities have free tutoring services. Uh, they might they might say you have to pay for the tutor, but the help centers are free. Okay. That's my biggest recommendation. Google bursaries and look at bursaries. It might take you an hour to apply for it, but do it because there's five hundred to a thousand dollars. Millions of dollars every first generation. Single, millions yeah. of dollars every year are not uh, taken. Yeah. Uh, go talk to your academic advisor. You may be scared. Uh, you may be shocked when they pull up that grades, but trust me, they've always seen someone worse than you. Uh, yeah, guys, TBH, I feel like we could sit here for hours, yeah. but if you guys have any recommendations, if you guys have any tips and tricks that you would like to share, uh, I would say, honestly, let us know. And I feel like the last person who is probably the most responsible of us all is Leila. So Leila, do you have any tips and tricks for us? Yeah, um, I think you guys pretty much covered almost everything, yeah. but from what I can think of, I think one of my... Um, one of my, I guess my advice to everyone starting university is your first year does matter. So in terms of your grades, it's really hard to pick up 
pick up your GPA if you fail a couple classes. So, and speaking of, in terms of thinking about the long goal, if you're going to university and you want to become a lawyer, a doctor, know that keeping your grades up before, by the time you graduate, it's going to make the process so much easier when you're applying to like teacher's college, a master's, things like that. So I would say develop good study habits, i.e. not studying at the last minute, mm-hmm. getting a study buddy, having somebody, having like a one person you can trust in your class to work with you to help you be better. Cause there, and also secondly would be to avoid people who waste your time. So in terms of the people who are going to keep you at the calf all day, keep you like, let's study together in a study room, even though we're not in the same class mm-hmm. and we both have exams tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, like you may love that person. That person is such a good person, but it's going to be wasting your time. time They're not paying for your school. You're paying for your school. And it's your future at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that would be a second point is just don't get stuck in time wasters and time wasting areas. And thirdly would be to focus on things outside of the classroom. I feel like a lot of us just stick to academics completely, but try to get into extracurriculars, other clubs, not just MSA, but there's things like in your interest groups and depending on your university, your field and whatnot. So being in those clubs, joining a research project, getting to know professors, these are the things that are going to help you have connections after university. These are people who are going to help you in your profession once you graduate. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the people who are going to help you find jobs, have give you give you like recommendations and be your references in the future and help you be successful after school because that's a whole nother battle once you graduated. And I feel like that would be a 18-hour episode on how to get through adulthood, mm-hmm. um, which we are still figuring out at this point. So if you guys have any recommendations, please let us know. Uh, so I feel like that's all we mentally can cover <laughs> when it comes to school. Uh, if you guys have any tips and tricks about school, please at us on Twitter at OT Podcast. Don't forget to follow us. That way you can stay up to date on everything that's happening with us on Twitter. And where are and yeah, and you guys can stay up to date on our podcast and when we're releasing episodes uh, as well. We are on iTunes now. So, you know, subscribe, download, <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud because we're SoundCloud artists now. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud artists, you know, yeah. waiting, you know, just waiting for Drake waiting to find us, waiting mm-hmm. to get signed by Ovio. So uh, that's everything for today. So don't forget to like, subscribe and everything, guys. If there's anything that you guys want to talk about, please don't hesitate to add, send us a request. And we are going to do listener letters in our future. So if you guys need any advice or you guys just want us to talk about something, send us an email at otpodcast at gmail.com or feel free to contact us in general. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, Thanks, so guys. good luck going back to school, Stay guys. School. Stay in school. Yes, drugs are not cool, guys. Drugs are bad. Yeah, they are. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.